New tonight on our news live at 7. Abaconians express frustration at a town hall meeting over irregular communities. This as the works minister vows swift action in 28 days. The latest on government's aggressive demolition exercise straight ahead. Also, accused killers denied bail. A judge revokes release for Donald Cox and Berkeley Fowler, citing offenses committed while on bail. Puzzled by local panic, the Foreign Affairs Minister acknowledges impact of a recent U.S. Embassy crime alert, but he's emphasizing bigger issues tonight. Then in our news at 7.30, he wasn't the intended target. A tragic turn of events for the team gas station attendant shot in the face, now in critical but stable condition. Our news live at 7 starts right now. Welcome to our news live at 7. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Kendino Knowles. We begin with Abaconians not holding back at a town hall meeting on Thursday night as officials announced plans to address the rapid spread of irregular communities on that island. The Ministry of Works on hand to assure residents the decades-long problem, problem will be rectified in 28 days. All this as the Works Minister also revealing many have been trying to find ways around the demolition for their own gain. Berthony McDermott gets us started. As government aggressively moves to eradicate unregulated communities, Works and Family Island Affairs Minister Clay Sweeting telling Abaconians he's received calls from people hoping the government would turn a blind eye to those living in shanty towns. The revelation came at a town hall meeting in Abaco Thursday evening. Sweeting anticipates getting the same response as the task force moves into Abaco. And there will be numerous phone calls to say, you can knock down that one, but don't, don't knock down this one because that's they mine. Guaranteed. I know I had the phone calls in Nassau. I'll see if we could grant a piece of land to them. I'll pay for it or something to that effect. So if we could be serious about it, we got to be serious together. The government moved aggressively to demolish shanty towns in New Providence, but not without pushback. An assessment has revealed 239 illegal structures were identified in the Gaza and Gully shanty towns in Abaco without approval. The plan is to demolish 10 structures and, according to Sweeting, four generators were confiscated due to environmental and fire concerns. Like the irregular communities in New Providence, residents were given 28 days to remove the structures and leave the premises or face eviction. Serious. I know some people don't think that we're serious, but I'm a civilian, and if I tell you something, it's going to happen. So I, I can tell you, we ain't come to play. It was then time to hear from Abacunians who say they've been plagued with the issue for decades. So we need to know where are these people going when the homes are broken down. The second thing is, what measures are going to be put in place to prevent this from happening again? Uh, there will be regular patrols. We already do it in Nassau for the two communities now, uh, by immigration and the police, and uh, also hotline. Okay. So they're, they're, they'll have a community center set up so you could call and, and, and to report. Reporting for Our News, I'm Berthony McDermott. All right, thanks for that, Berthony. Well, two accused killers behind bars tonight after a judge ruled they were no longer suitable candidates for bail. Senior Justice Cheryl Grant Thompson revoked bail for Donald Cox and Berkeley Fowler. Both men committed offenses. While on bail, Cox was charged with murder and attempted murder in May 2020. Since being released on $30,000 bail in 2021, Cox has been convicted twice of violating his bail conditions. He's presently facing another breach of bail charge. 
while on bail for the 2012 murder of his stepfather, Fowler missed his 2021 trial date. He was also convicted of possession of a firearm last month. Meanwhile, Foreign Affairs Minister Fred Mitchell weighing in on the recently issued United States Embassy security alert that warned U.S. citizens of the wave of violent crime rocking the nation. In the alert on Wednesday, the embassy blaming retaliatory gang violence as the primary motive for murders and advised U.S. citizens to exercise extreme caution, particularly in the eastern side of New Providence. Mitchell, who is member of parliament for Fox Hill, which is in the east, says the embassy was carrying out its responsibility. I don't quite understand why Bahamians get sort of panicked about this uh, situation. I've been at this in public life since 1975, and we have these spikes and downturns. Um, so the United States government has, by law, the responsibility to advise its citizens um, if there are dangers that they perceive. And uh, we have the same responsibility with regard to our own citizens. We've issued um, alerts about Bahamians traveling in the United States, um, to be careful in Miami about where you leave your passport, all of those kinds of things. And while the alert may not be a good look for the Bahamas, Minister Mitchell, he says the Bahamas has bigger issues to address, like ensuring crime is solved. You have to see it in its particular context. Uh, the hotels are still full, uh, tourists are still coming, so people take it in stride, so to speak. What is more important for me is that we have to take the solution side importantly. Free National Movement Chairman Dr. Dwayne Sands says that the crime situation is so out of hand that it is critically impacting operations at the state-run hospital. And he says it's not just gunshot victims putting pressure on the healthcare system, but also other victims of violent crimes. Every time somebody gets shot, there's a run on the blood bank. Uh, they occupy space in the ICU. They take up time in the operating room. I think people need to understand that this violent crime impacts cancer care for their Grammy, for their grandfather, for their mother, for their daddy. We are all connected here. And uh, people want to know, why do I have to stay so long in accident emergency? Why can't I be tended to? Well, if you got gunshot wound after gunshot wound, stab wound after stab wound coming in, then mommy or daddy is going to wait. And Dr. Sands is claiming that the numbers uh, that police are sharing with the public are starkly different from the number of individuals actually going to the hospital on a daily. I think that the public has a right to know the difference between what the Royal Bahamas Police Force says and what the hospitals are seeing. The numbers are staggering when you see the number of gunshot wounds, stab wounds, rapes, assault, etc. Not just this year and last year, but for the last 20, 25 years. Let's get the numbers, let's put them out there so people can know. We would like to, we as Bahamians tend to want to hide our head in the sand and say, oh, it ain't really that bad. We have a crime crisis. All right, to see that story again, be sure and head over to rnews.bs. We've got much more to get to tonight, but for now, it's time for your first look at temperatures. Meteorologist Ian McKenzie is in the Weather Center. Ian? Thanks, Mindu, and good evening, Bahamas. Welcome to your TGI Friday forecast. 
currently outside our studios. We're under a few clouds and breezy with a temperature of 76. Our winds are from the east at 12 miles per hour, but a comfortable feels like temperature of 76. Current temperatures across the country at this time in our nation's second city, Freeport, we have 76. 76 also in Alistown, Bimini, Nicholstown, the capital, and in Governor's Harbor, Luthra. 77 in Great Harbor Key, and 75 in Marsh Harbor, Abaco. With the Central Bahamas, continuing with those 76s in Camps Bay, as well as the Edmonds Key, Long Island, and Arthurstown, Cat Island, 79 in Georgetown, and 75 in Coburn Towns in Salvador. With the Southeast Bahamas, a set of 78s in Duncantown, Ragged Island, Delectable Bay, Auckland, 78 also in Colonel Hill, Crooked Island, a pair of 77s in Abrahams Bay, Maguana, and Providencialis, Turks and Caicos. Rounding up our temperature profile in the deep south, Matthew Town in Nagua, coming in at 79. First look now at our satellite and radar imagery where we have few clouds and this is all ahead of a funnel system that's taking shape across the Gulf states. This funnel system is expected to push into the northwest Bahamas by late Sunday, early Monday. Stick around for extended forecast. We will tell you more about this funnel system that should cool things down a bit. Thanks, Ian. And still to come on our news, meet the women ascending the ranks. This as Constance Delancey sworn in as the newest acting Supreme Court Justice, the jurists expressing honor and readiness to serve. And meet the women rising through the ranks of the Defense Force. The Commodore highlights the remarkable progress since 1985 when our news returns. On Sunday, January 28th at 6 p.m., Pastor Mario Moxie and the Bahamas Harvest Church family invites you to join us at the Nassau Cruise Port Amphitheater for a transformative night of corporate prayer as we reclaim the night. The corporate prayer service promises to be a night of powerful prayer and exuberant worship like no other. Come and be a part of this transformative night as we go to God and reclaim our nation, children, families, governments, schools, and every island in the Bahamas for Jesus. Experience the ministry of the dynamic Harvest Generation, the Passionate praise from Bahamas Faith Ministries Crown Worship and Show and Gardner. We'll declare blessings. Gonna find me here. Allow the power of fasting and praying to resonate from the center of our nation as we join hands in prayer and worship and reclaim the night. See you there. Since they're on sale, Max bought things neither he nor his friend really needed. Hungry for deals? Come to KFC to satisfy your hunger before doing something crazy. Our new six-piece value deal is packed with six pieces of your favorite fried chicken, three orders of crispy fries, and three buttery biscuits, all for just $20. You work hard for your money. Get the biggest bang for your taste buds. Satisfy your taste buds with KFC. It's finger-licking good. You are looking at pictures from last night's Junior Junkanoo Parade. Exciting times. These images of one-on-one -on -one preschool winners in the preschool category. All right, we've got a full report from last night's youth showdown coming up in just a moment. A new acting Supreme Court justice has been added to the bench. Constance Delancey, sworn in this morning in a private ceremony at the office of the Governor General, surrounded by family and loved ones. She says... She's honored for the opportunity to continue her public service. I feel very humble and grateful to be given the opportunity to continue to serve the people of the Bahamas and to do my small part um, to increase uh, access to justice. 
Delancey has served in multiple positions in the judiciary over the years. In 2011, she was the magistrate responsible for juvenile matters. Fast forward to 2017, she was appointed assistant registrar in the Supreme Court. She was later made deputy registrar with responsibility for court services. And in 2021, she was sworn in as registrar of the Supreme Court. We asked her about what she hopes to achieve in her new post. She also shared a bit of advice to those who may want to follow in her footsteps. I hope to, uh, and specifically in an ordinary way I'm going to be posted, I hope to be able to um, tackle some of those cases that may have been lingering for a while um, so that people don't lose hope. Um, when justice is not done in a timely manner, people tend to view the whole process negatively, and I hope to be a positive change. Well, I'll say this, a barefoot child from Sandy Point <laughs> can be sworn in as an acting judge of the Bahamas. I, anything can be done. When you think about the Royal Bahamas Defense Force, you may conjure up images of men in fatigues or out to sea defending our country's borders. And while men have certainly played a pivotal role since the organization's inception, women are now ascending to the top ranks. Commander in charge telling our Megan Shepherd about the impressive rise of women since 1985. The Royal Bahamas Defense Force doing its part to align with the United Nations goals of gender equality and the empowerment of women. To this end, Commander of the Defense Force, Commodore Dr. Raymond King, notes that women currently on the force have risen to the highest rank achieved by women over the organization's 39-year history. Captain Sonia Miller and Natasha Miller, uh, those are the two highest ranks. Um, females would have um, reach in the organization. The women now um, in the service, um, particularly amongst the command and the executive leadership, represent some 23% of our members within that echelon. Commodore King says women account for 18.5% of their population. In the latest promotional exercise, some 28% of those advancing to higher ranks were women. In the most recent recruitment exercise, 30% of new entries were women. Commodore King says these figures speak to the organization's commitment to having women represented at all levels on the force. Uh, women bring a dynamic, a qualitative perspective to every decision that is made. We've even went as far as um, I got the minister to agree to a policy what I term gender optimization um, to insist that all decisions made, whether it's appointments, job placements, whether promotions, advancements, um, women, the decision, particularly with training and development, that we would consider a percentage that is representative of the female population within the Royal Bahamas Defense Force. From 1985 to now, King says more women are showing interest in the organization. In fact, he says there is an extensive wait list. Women subscribe and they apply. Reporting for our news, I'm Megan Shepard. When our news comes back from the break, we turn our spotlight to stories making headlines across the world as Alabama carries out the first nitrogen gas execution. And we'll tell you the Kenyan court ruling halting deployment of police forces to Haiti. The story when our news returns.
From Super Bowl parties to family functions, the fun starts at super value and quality supermarkets. Rainbow corn beef, 12 ounce, 229. Best value whole kernel corn, 15 ounce, 99 cents. Quaker oats, assorted 18 ounce, 379. Chicken drumsticks, 99 cents per pound. Fresh tomatoes, 249 per pound. If you're looking to save, you're looking at super value and quality supermarkets. This is our news. Welcome back. We turn our attention now to stories making headlines across the world. Alabama on Thursday executed convicted murderer Kenneth Smith, who held his breath in vain as officials asphyxiated him with nitrogen gas. It's the first use of a new method of capital punishment in the United States since legal injections began four decades ago. Gabe Singer reports. Alabama on Thursday executed a prisoner with nitrogen gas in what was the first use of a new controversial method of capital punishment. Human rights groups, UN torture experts, and lawyers had sought to prevent it, saying the method was risky, experimental, and could lead to an agonizing death or non-fatal injury. Kenneth Smith was convicted of the 1988 murder for hire of Elizabeth Sennett. He was one of only a few prisoners to have survived an execution attempt. In 2022, Alabama officials aborted his execution by lethal injection after struggling for hours to insert the needle in his body. In Smith's second trip to the execution chamber on Thursday, executioners restrained him in a gurney and strapped a respirator mask to his face. A canister of pure nitrogen was attached to the mask that, once flowing, deprived him of oxygen. Alabama Corrections Commissioner John Hamm told reporters the execution had gone as expected. Appeared that one Smith was holding his breath as long as he could, and then uh, there's also information out there. he struggled against his restraints a little bit, but there's some involuntary movement and some agonal breathing. So uh, that was all expected and is in the uh, side effects that we've seen or researched on nitrogen hypoxia. So nothing was out of the ordinary what we were expecting. Smith's spiritual advisor, Reverend Jeff Hood, who was at Smith's side for the execution, gave his own account. What we saw was minutes of someone struggling for their life. We saw minutes of someone heaving back and forth. We saw spit. We saw all sorts of stuff from his mouth develop on the mask. We saw this mask tied to the gurney and him ripping his head forward over and over and over again. And we also saw correction officials in the room who were visibly surprised at how bad this thing went. Five journalists who were allowed to watch the execution said that after the nitrogen began to flow, Smith shook his head and writhed on the gurney for about two minutes, then breathed deeply for several minutes more before his breathing eventually became imperceptible. Before the nitrogen was switched on, Smith made a lengthy final statement that began, quote, Tonight, Alabama caused humanity to take a step backward. Leading up to the execution, Smith had mounted legal challenges in federal courts, arguing that Alabama's new method amounted to unconstitutional, cruel, and unusual punishment. 
The U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority ultimately rejected Smith's final appeal to delay his death. Oklahoma and Mississippi have also approved nitrogen asphyxiation methods for executions, but have yet to deploy it. All right, that report from Gabe Singer over at Reuters. Meanwhile, the United Nations top court, the International Court of Justice, has ordered Israel to prevent genocide in Gaza without specifying a ceasefire. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said he sees it as a rejection of discrimination. Over 40 Israeli officials have demanded Netanyahu's removal, citing an existential threat. The CIA director now expected to meet with negotiators on a deal for hostages held by Hamas. And the high court in Kenya has halted government's plan to deploy police to fight gangs in Haiti. The judge ruled the deployment illegal, saying the National Security Council lacks authority to send police outside Kenya. Last year, Kenya volunteered to lead a multinational force in Haiti, but the judge emphasized that Kenyan law only permits police deployment with a reciprocal agreement. Both the Bahamas and Jamaica have pledged to send troops. The government in Kenya says it plans to appeal. Still to come in our news today in history, find out interesting facts about the day that was January 26th. Then in our news at 7.30, a tragic turn of events. The team gas station attendant shot in the face, critical but stable. Our Joshua Williams speaks with his family tonight. Plus, Bahamas Air's new Boeing 737 faces setbacks over lack of FAA certification. The airline's managing director goes on record when our news returns. Health is the greatest gift. That's where we come in. Bahamas Medical and Surgical Supplies is the premier distributor of medical equipment, as well as medical and surgical consumables. Our engineers are always on hand, providing top care service that saves lives. We carry a wide selection of over-the-counter and prescription items, IV fluids, and other injections. Our products are state-of-the-art, and our entire team stays on top of cutting-edge technology. With more than two decades of dedicated service, Bahamas Medical and Surgical Supplies continues to be a trendsetter and innovator in healthcare. We have set ourselves apart by truly caring for our customers. We understand the intricacies of healthcare, and we produce spectacular results. We cherish our partnerships and nurture our friendships as we continue on our quest to help everyone maintain that wonderful gift of good health. Find us on 9th 5th Terrace Centerville, right in the heart of the Medical Service Epicenter of Nassau, Bahamas. Have you heard that sound? It's the sound of us. Since our origins, we burst music. Our sounds mix together. So let us hear your sound too. Your sound of passion, of joy, of friendship. The sound of your style and the beat of your night. It's time to play together the sound of Guinness, the sounds of greatness. I wish to congratulate a live business for organizing and executing such an innovative and timely initiative and affording the Small Business Development Center this opportunity to collaborate. It is encouraging to see so many strong brands represented here today, highlighting the unwavering support, opportunities, and access to resources that are provided to MSMEs to drive the development of resilient economy. Take this. 
All right, these pictures from last night's Jalkadu parade are, again, exciting times. Looking at the images of Woodcock Primary School, they're the winners in the primary school division. We've got a full report from last night's youth showdown coming up in our news at 7.30. And in our news at 7, our Danielle Miller, she's going to tell us about the Bank of Junior Junkanoo's ongoing school tour. Welcome back to our news. For now, it's time to turn our spotlight on events that shaped the day that was January 26th. Take a look and don't worry, we've got Junior Junkanoo coming up right after this. this day in Bahamian history, at the 2002 Australian Open in Melbourne, Bahamian Mark Knowles and Canadian Daniel Nestor won the Men's Doubles Championship, defeating Francis Mikhail Yodra and Fabrice Santoro 7-6 and 6-3. It was the first Grand Slam title captured by both players. Then in 2012, the Princess Margaret Hospital announced the historical successful separation of conjoined parasitic twins. Consultant neurosurgeon for both PMH and Doctors Hospital, Dr. Magnus Ikadede, led the surgical team. Dr. Ikadede said at the time that the surgery was essential for the survival of the normal baby, who would have died as the parasitic twin was consuming most of the nutrients and was developing an infection. In 2014, two single mothers and more than 10 children were left homeless after the houses they lived in burned down in a small yard in Union Village. The fire started in a tiny bedroom in one of the homes. At the time, the women said they believed the fire was the work of arsonists as the homes were without electricity. Then in 2018, a memorial service was held for six plane crash victims in North Andros as the community gathered at Cathedral of Olives Baptist Church to celebrate the lives of the victims who died in a tragic plane crash on January 17th. Framed portraits of Ricardo Campbell, Desiree Russell, Destiny Wilson, Darren Clark, Margaret Adderley, and Valentino Russell, each adorned in flowers, were placed in front of the stage. January 26, 2020, Exuma recorded its first case of COVID-19. At the time, there were 342 confirmed cases of the virus. Two months later, then-Prime Minister Dr. Hubert Minnis announced a state of emergency, imposing the first in a series of extended lockdowns. And finally, in 2020... Basketball legend Kobe Bryant and four others died in a helicopter crash. The aircraft went down in a remote field in California 10 o'clock on the morning of. Bryant won five NBA championship rings with the Los Angeles Lakers. He was an 18 times NBA All-Star who wore the number 24 during his 20-year career with the team. All right, now to Junior Junkanoo, Scotia Bank. It's the official bank of Junior Junkanoo, and it's taking up the mantle of promoting Bahamian culture in a meaningful way. It is conducting an official school tour with visits to various institutions across the island. It was all in anticipation of the parade, and we expect it to continue even post-Junior Junkanoo. Our Danielle Miller, she was along yesterday as they visited the defending champions, C.V. Bethel Senior High School. Take a look. The senior Junkanoo parades have made their mark in the history books, but the spotlight will soon shift to the next generation of lead Junkanooers in the 2024 Junior Junkanoo Parade on Bay Street. In preparation for the event, 
Scotiabank, the official bank of Junior Junkanoo, is taking the initiative by hosting a school tour to build momentum. I'm talking about from Centerville Primary School. The kids are screaming and excited about Junior Junkanoo and coming here at CV Bethel, the school that I graduated from. I mean, it was just such an honor. During the tour, uniquely curated elements have been incorporated to captivate the students' attention. Master of Ceremonies for the event was international talent, Dasque. A motivational pep talk was delivered by Antonia Lightburn as the Scotiabank team provided an engaging presentation on money management, effective saving, and transforming one's passion for Junkanoo into a lucrative business. It, it doesn't have to be a mortgage and a car like us adults, but of course, they mentioned today about saving to buy their own little niceties and the things that they love, and it's, it's, it's us building that sort of um, discipline in them and the commitment to stay focused. To bring this dynamic power hour to an end, Scotiabank's People's Choice winner, the Valley Boys, took to the stage to perform in a mini rush out. I am very excited for Junior John Canoe. Uh, being on tour for the past few days with Scotiabank from the primary school to junior um, high and uh, high school and seeing how excited they are for Junior John Canoe, keeping the culture alive, the music, the artistry, the, 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 the costuming. It's just, you know, it's heartwarming that our culture and our heritage is being maintained even for the uh, generation that is coming. Reporting for our news, I'm Danielle Miller. All right. All right. Thanks so much for that, Danielle. So good to see that. If you want to watch her story again, but you can also get all of today's top stories. They're all available at ournews.bs. That's going to do it for us in News at 7. Joining us now is Italia Hall. She's got the latest headlines. Italia, quick quick question. Did you ever participate in Junior John Canoe? You've asked me this before, <laughs> but I have. I know, I did. I did, yes. <laughs> I did when I was much younger. Uh, at my school in Freeport, Salon, then Lutheran, mm -hmm. but it's Salon Wait, Baptist Academy. Did y'all win? I don't think so, but we did you put know. on a great performance <laughs> thanks to my teacher at the time, um, Lavender Roberts. So oh, I right. will Good always stuff. remember that experience. Good stuff. And then you got more Junior Junkanoo For coming sure. up. So. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Ken. Well, the teen gas station attendant shot in the face, critical but stable. Plus, Bahamas Air New Boeing 737 faces setbacks. Here are your latest headlines. First tonight on our news live at 7.30, a young man shot outside a gas station earlier this week in the capital is now in critical but stable condition. The victim's on to speaking out. Plus, a man convicted of killing a young boy has had his 50-year prison sentence cut on appeal. Plus, Bahamas Air Boeing 737NG unable to fly to the U.S., the managing director of the airline explains. And later, youngsters of all ages back on bay for the 2024 Junior Junkanoo Parade. Our news live at 7.30 is back in a moment. Tourism was a hole-in-one for the islands of the Bahamas as golfers from around the world swung their clubs in a heated match to win the Great Exuma Classic at their prestigious Sandals Emerald Bay. Say, so, well, the Corn Ferry Tour uh, is obviously the, the tour where everybody earns their card, earns their path. It's their journey to the PGA Tour. And this is the very first event of the season. So this is talked about all winter is, is who's going to be in Exuma? I can't wait to get to Exuma. I need to qualify for Exuma. And so uh, 
uh, to come down to Sandals Emerald Bay in January where it's sunny and 85. And, of course, all across North America, there's a deep freeze, piles of snow, deep snow even in the south. And they're sitting here and they're looking at this opportunity to, to come out and get a win early. This is the first of 26 events. And so that last event in October, that's where those 30 guys will move on up to play against Tiger Woods or Scotty Scheffler or Jordan Spieth, some of the great names on the PGA Tour. I've played golf all over the world, uh, Europe, uh, Pebble Beach, known for one of the, being one of the prettiest courses uh, in all of golf. And the, these six holes on the back nine at Sandals Emerald Bay rivals any stretch of golf holes you will ever play as a golfer. And so you have guys that will come in and they're just blown away. You think about 132 golfers, that many that uh, caddies as well, uh, the vendors that are around the sport, the operators, the PGA Tour officials, media officials, fin- uh, friends and family that come down. You're easily over the 500 persons mark at this tournament as well as next week in Abaco. And they're staying a week or more because golf takes a while. For more tourism updates, visit Tourism Today or Bahamas.com. I'm Joshua Robbins, and this is Tourism Today. Welcome to our news. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Italia Hall. The teenager shot in the face at a gas station earlier this week while on duty is in critical but stable condition. Our news speaking with a family member and co-worker who both work at the station and was there when the shocking shooting happened. Joshua Williams reports. Demetrio Forbes was the 17-year-old pump attendant who was callously shot in the face as he was working at the SO on the Run East Street South gas station on Tuesday evening. The disturbing video quickly spread on social media. Back at the scene today, the gas station's manager, who was on duty at the time, recalled that horrific moment. He did not want to appear on camera for safety reasons. I was in the back and um, the, the daily worker running there and said, um, did me, someone get shot? So I ran outside and I saw Demetrius on the ground. He says his first instinct was to alert Forbes' aunt, who was a cashier on duty at that time. The victim's aunt, Tanya Roll, says all she could think about was keeping her nephew alive. As for his condition, Roll says Forbes is alert but is being closely monitored by doctors. But so far, he's still breathing on his own. He's still okay. He's still a long ways to, you know, go, but he's still okay so far. This time, doctors, them, they just look in the sea like they just observing him now because they don't want to do no surgery on him. Rold says her nephew is a humble young man who stayed out of trouble. Don't get herself in no problems. Nothing. He just is a humble person. Nice, humble, never being locked up. Nothing. He wants to go to PTDI because he said he, I asked him and he messaged me on Friday morning. And he's like, he wanted to go to PTDI. He wanted to take up a trade. Asked about the progress of the investigation and a possible motive behind the shooting, Roll says there's been some speculations but nothing concrete. Reporting for Our News, I'm Joshua Williams. 
All right. Well, the man convicted of killing a 12-year-old boy has had his 50-year prison sentence cut on appeal. In a unanimous decision, the Court of Appeal reduced Roger Watson's sentence to 30 years. The sentence was further reduced to 26 years after factoring the time that Watson has spent on remand. Watson, now 54, has spent 21 years in prison for the January 15, 2003 shooting death of Edison Curtis. Watson, who had a dispute with the child's stepfather, fired an assault rifle into the family home. Curtis was killed while watching the television. Watson was initially sentenced to death in 2007, but the Court of Appeal squashed his murder conviction in 2009 and replaced it with one of manslaughter. The Court of Appeal resentenced Watson to 50 years without hearing arguments. Last year, the Privy Council, the country's final court, overturned the sentence and directed the Court of Appeal to hold a sentencing hearing to determine a suitable penalty. Now turning to the northern Bahamas, this is residents in Bimini are expressing their frustration over an alleged sewage spill in waters off South Bimini on Thursday. Now the extent of the spill can be seen in this video sent to our news team. It shows an aerial view of clear blue water mirrored by a murky dark substance. Our news reached out to management at a nearby resort, but our calls and emails were not returned up to news time. We also reached out to West End and Bimini member of Parliament Kingsley Smith, but he too was unavailable for comment. Well, Bahamas Air newly acquired Boeing 737NGs unable to travel to the United States. You may remember last year the airline boasted about the new jet being added to their fleet as it would help to increase efficiency in their day-to-day -day operations and expand the airline's current route network. But in a recent interview with our news, Managing Director Tracy Cooper said the aircraft is not certified by the United States Federal Aviation Administration. Um. That is something that has been worked through, and um, once that is able to get onto the BAM, onto the BAM and U.S. specs, then the airplane will fly into the U.S. Right now, it is on our specs here in the Bahamas, and also we have uh, the ability to fly pretty much everywhere else except the United States at this time. Cooper further explaining why the aircraft isn't certified by the FAA at this time is going through uh, FAA um, um, international audit and until that is completed then um, all operators in the Bahamas not be able to put airplanes uh, expand airplanes onto the US offspecs until that audit is completed. All right, well, lovely weather outside our new studios this evening to kick off the weekend. Meteorologist Ian McKenzie is in the Weather Center with your first look at weather. Ian. Thanks, Italia, and good evening, Bahamas. Welcome to your TGI Friday forecast. We are currently outside our studios. We have few clouds with a temperature of 76. A bit breezy on the outside. Winds are from the east at 12 miles per hour with a feels-like temperature of 76. Taking a first look now at our satellite and radar imagery where we have few cloudiness across the extreme northwest Bahamas. Elsewhere across the central and southeast Bahamas, high pressure remains the dominant weather feature. We are watching this area of showers and thunderstorms all associated with a funnel system that is expected to move into our area late Sunday night and possibly into early Monday morning. Stick around, we'll tell you more about this funnel system that is, is expected to cool things down a bit early next week. Still to come in our news, residents in Abaco speaking up at a town hall meeting held to discuss plans to address irregular communities on that island, plus the first of its kind. The city of Freeport Council officially opening an emergency operations center in Grand Bahama, and later Quaker Oats recalling several products sold here in the Bahamas. 
We have the details coming up when our news returns. Hear that? If you listen closely, you can hear the heartbeat of a nation. That unique sound of a great country pounding with colorful history, a rich culture, and unwavering ambition. When you look around, you recognize its pulse. The people who love to celebrate, who identify with triumph. A people who know how to be our brother's keeper. Commonwealth Bank, built by Bahamians, here for Bahamians. Bahamians helping Bahamians. Since they're on sale, Max bought things neither he nor his friend really needed. Hungry for deals? Come to KFC to satisfy your hunger before doing something crazy. Our new six-piece value deal is packed with six pieces of your favorite fried chicken, three orders of crispy fries, and three buttery biscuits, all for just $20. You work hard for your money. Get the biggest bang for your taste buds. Satisfy your taste buds with KFC. It's finger-licking good. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is now City of Hope, creating one of the leading cancer care and research networks from coast to coast, providing more of what you need. More locations means more care closer to home. More specialists means more expertise. More research means more breakthroughs. More advancements means more treatment options. And more options means more hope. Call now to get more of the care you need. ago, the Bahamas Striping Group of Companies was birthed out of a passion to change the way we travel. From only a $5,000 grant, the tenacity and work ethic has propelled BSGC to one of the leading road management companies in the Caribbean. We pride ourselves on going the extra mile where others won't, through the use of our state-of-the-art equipment and our certified team. Although the success is commendable, the road has been long. Yet, the mission continues in striving to be a world-class organization ran by Bahamians for Bahamians. With the help of our experienced and hardworking team, we at the Bahamas Striping Group of Companies are committed to making a difference one road at a time. You are looking at pictures from last night's Junior Jonkanoo Parade. These are images of C.H. Reeves Junior High School. Winners in the Junior High School category. We've got a full report from last night's Youth Showdown coming up in less than five minutes. But first, Abaconians not holding back at a town hall meeting on Thursday night as officials announced plans to address the rapid spread of irregular communities on that island. As government aggressively moves to eradicate unregulated communities, works and family island affairs, Minister Clay Sweeting telling Abaconians he's received phone calls from people hoping government would turn a blind eye to those living in shanty towns. Sweeting says he anticipates getting the same response as the task force moves into Abaco. As for what Abaconians have to say. Uh, there will be regular patrols. We already do it in Nassau for the two communities now, uh, by immigration and the police, and uh, also a hotline. Okay, so they're, they're, they'll have a community center set up so you could call and, and, and to report. Well, Grand Bahama can now boast of its very own emergency operations center thanks to the City of Freeport Council. The facility will help residents on the island in the event of a natural disaster. 
We all know the massive devastation and horrific destruction that natural disasters have done to our island. And now, with our heads held high, we claim this emergency operations center as a vital tool in facing future devastations. The opening of the Emergency Operations Center on East Atlantic Drive is welcome news for Grand Bahamians as it's the first of its kind on the island. Chief Counselor for the City of Freeport Council, Frazette Gibson, says those who assisted with relief efforts during Hurricane Dorian have been calling for the center for years. This Emergency Operations Center will serve a critical role in every phase of emergency management, from being the hub for all coordination, during an unforeseen incident to facilitating and directing recovery in conjunction with the DRA. The chief counselor sharing some of the features. It has bunker facilities and showers for those who man the facility. Vice President of Bahamas Air and Sea Rescue Association, Devon Archer, applauding the effort by the council. Uh, it's one central area for all of us to be in one room and make decisions. Help save lives. Environmentalist Joseph Darvel says centers like this one are needed across the islands. Which are being always um, are catastrophically impacted by hurricanes four and five and maybe even above. Leader of the Free National Movement, Michael Pintard, also on hand for the official opening. One of the things they've provided is more security to the residents of Grand Bahama in general and Freeport in particular. And they've inspired other groups. All right, great news for the island of Grand Bahama. While the Quaker Oats Company, through its authorized local distributor, Thompson Trading, announcing an expansion of the December 20, 2023 recall for some popular snacks and cereals. To learn more about this recent recall, head over to ournews.bs and tune into Our News Weekend with Megan Shepard. When our news comes back from the break, back on Bay, youngsters putting on a show last night as they took part in the 2024 Junior Junkanoo Parade. We bring you the latest with UB Sports and Coach O and the Rebels ride in the sip. Our sports is up next. And six years of excellence. This as the Essence Band celebrates their six years of group. We have the details coming up when our news returns. Are you or a loved one under medical care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home health care supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online. From hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers, Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you at the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771. From Super Bowl parties to family functions, the fun starts at super value and quality supermarkets. Rainbow corn beef, 12 ounce, 229. Best value whole kernel corn, 15 ounce, 99 cents. Quaker oats, assorted 18 ounce, 379. Chicken drumsticks, 99 cents per pound. Fresh tomatoes, 249 per pound. If you're looking to save, you're looking at super value and quality supermarkets. Have you heard that sound? It's the sound of us. Since our origins, we burst music. Our sounds mixed together. So let us hear your sound too. Your sound of passion, of joy, of friendship. 
the sound of your style and the beat of your night. It's time to play together the sound of Guinness, the sounds of greatness. When the world bid a final farewell to Britain's longest reigning monarch, we were there. A moment of global solemnity that won't soon be forgotten. And when it was time to crown a new king in the first coronation in 50 years, our news was there to the end. These stories shape our view of the world, a view that goes beyond our borders, because our news is all around us. This is our story. This is our news. Always there when it counts. These pictures from last night's Junior Jankano Parade. You're looking at images of Lyford Key International School. Winners in the all-age school division. Stay tuned for more images from winners in the high school category in just a bit. Well, this is our news. Welcome back. The major parades may be over, but Jankano is still alive. This is hundreds of students from over 20 schools and youth groups hit Bay Street last night. For the annual Junior Jankano Parade, our Joshua Williams was there and has this report. Junior Jankunu kicked off on Bay Street on Thursday evening. 21 schools and community groups dazzling Bay Street with music, choreography and creative costumes. And leading the way were the preschools. Then came the primary school students, the largest category. Eight schools would not disappoint. Now the night would not be complete without the category which everyone was waiting for. It would be the Anatole Rogers High School, Government High School, and C.B. Bethel High School representing the senior division. When all was said and done, one-on-one -on -one preschool defended its crown by becoming back-to-back -back champions for the preschool division. Woodcock Primary taking the primary school division, C.H. Reeves taking the junior high title, and C.V. Bethel once again winning the senior high school division. Prime Minister Philip Davis says this year's parade stands out from the rest. I don't know what it is, but uh, Bahamians are really embracing their culture. I know this is a new spirit of Bahamianism that's permeating out of the air. And of course, we are promoting that. Because we are promoting who we are, we're finding our identity, and we want people to be uh, proud to be Bahamian. We also ran into Mistress Galaxy Bahamas. I just love the way the youth are representing our country so beautifully. Um, the way the costumes are beautifully put together, the routines, the music, it's awesome. I love it. Reporting for Our News, I'm Joshua Williams. All right, beautiful sights and sounds. Thanks so much for that, Josh. Well, now turning to sports, we update you on the University of the Bahamas sports and Coach Yo. And Ole Miss gets another win. Here's Tej Adderley with your check on sports. Tej? Thanks, Natalia. Good evening. Happy Friday. I'm Tage Adderley here to wrap up the week with some sports. The UB Mingos took to the volleyball court and the soccer pitch this week. Let's see what they did. The Mingos volleyball team took to the court against the Strikers, falling in straight sets 25-11, 25-13, and 25-13. The men's soccer team was also in action, routing FC Dynamos 6-1. Peter Jula misled the way for them with the hat trick. After that loss, um... Last week Sunday, like the boys were hungry. We came out, showed the practice, put in the work, and just 
putting a record here on the field. Like we trust in our coaches' decisions, we trust in our players, we trust in our ability, and we just execute it. Now we're going to head over to Oxford, Mississippi, where Coach Yo and the Rebels won their second straight. Yolette McPhee McEwen and her Rebels picked up another SEC win last night, beating the Florida Gators 81-70. Marquisha Davis led the way with 23 points and 4 rebounds. Madison Scott had 16, and Kennedy Todd Williams had a near triple-double with 11 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists. Before we go, we have some hoops update from the North. We had some high school basketball in Abaco yesterday. In junior boys, Agape defeated Patrick J. Bethel 63-41. Valdez Johnson led Agape with 18 points. SC Boodle also demolished Long Bay 68-10. Damarian Evans had 27 in a big win. And they also won the finale in the senior boys division, beating Forest Heights 76-50. Jareel Hepburn had 29. And just like that, we're done with sports for the week. I'm Tage Adley. Have a great weekend. Still ahead on our news tonight, the Essence Band celebrating six years of excellence. We have some highlights from their anniversary celebration coming up and nice weather conditions in the capital to kick off the weekend. Your extended weather right after this quick break. Stay with us. Are you or a loved one under medical care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home health care supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online. From hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers, Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies, and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you at the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771. To the fresh market, you will find fresh, delicious, mouth-watering produce and meat. Discover organic, specialty, and healthy grocery products for everyday cooking. Your adventure awaits. Experience the fresh escape. Sign up today for my Solomon Smart Rewards at Solomon's Fresh Market. As a sponsor of this initiative, RBC is proud to take another significant step in our journey of 115 fruitful years here in the Bahamas. Our partnership with Alive further emphasizes our unwavering commitment to small and medium-sized businesses. I want to show you, the ambitious entrepreneurs, that RBC stands with you. So let's embrace the spirit of this campaign and create a thriving business landscape together for a prosperous future for all. Welcome back to our news. Nice weather conditions to kick off the weekend, but there may be a shower or two. Ian is back in the Weather Center with your extended forecast. Ian. Thanks, Italia. Welcome back to extended forecast, everyone. We'll be looking at some cloudiness, and this is associated with a funnel system across the Gulf states. This funnel system should creep towards our area and to the northwest Bahamas late Sunday night into Monday. But before it does, it should pose some Hazardous conditions across the southeast U.S., Alabama, Georgia, those guys are monitoring the progress of this system. Boating conditions across the northwest Bahamas for tonight and tomorrow. Small craft should use caution. Winds east to southeast 10 to 15 knots, those seas 2 to 4, but up to 6 feet offshore and easterly swells. You can expect a high tide tonight at 8.27 p.m., low tide tomorrow morning at 2.28 a.m. For the central and southeast Bahamas, there's an advisory in place. You boaters 
as well as swimmers exercise extreme caution. Winds easterly 15 to 25 north seas, 5 to 8 feet in those easterly swells. Here's a look now at your national forecast. And in your extended forecast, breezy, nice conditions expected tomorrow, Saturday. Into Sunday, we have that funnel system that should bring some showers ahead of it. But by Monday, things should start to cool down a bit. We have some wind behind that front in its wake. Look at those temperatures dipping down into the low 70s during the daytime, but getting down into the 50s by midweek. So that should be a nice cool down for everyone with a gradual increase by the end of the week. That's a wrap in the evening forecast. Make it a great, safe, fun night, everyone. All right, thanks so much, Ian. Well, they're well known for their performances at Bahamar's Jazz Bar. The Essence Band celebrated six years of making music this past Friday with a special performance at their resident venue. Our Daniel Miller was there and has a recap. Inside Mega Resort, Bahama resides one of the country's premier bands. Taking center stage several nights a week at Jazz Bar, the Essence Band consistently delivers grand performances that hypnotize hundreds of locals and tourists with melodies of jazz, R&B, pop, soca, and yes, rake and scrape. Last Friday, the band celebrated their sixth anniversary at the resort. I chatted with the band who gave me this interesting fact about how they were formed. The band was formed uh, out of another band called the Jam Session Band. Um, we actually started as Jam Session Band in 2017 and then formed the Essence Band in 2018. After deciding on an official name, the band then took the monumental step and auditioned for the coveted spot at Bahama. And to everyone's surprise, they didn't make the cut the first time. We auditioned, actually, uh, when they first started, twice. Didn't get it uh, for the first two times, but um, uh, they called us back, like, after our second audition, after, like, months of not hearing anything, and it's like, hey, y'all want to come? It's like, yes! And um, we've been here ever since. What began as a three-piece band has now grown to an orchestra of nine talented individuals dedicated to upholding a standard of high energy, discipline, and attention to detail. It would be difficult for anyone to deny that although they may be young, this band is far beyond their years. Year six. Um, I tired of them. No, i just kidding. i just <laughs> um, I think, like, year six is, is such a great uh, feat to accomplish because a lot of bands don't make it this far. And um, just grateful to God for bringing this family together. Reporting for our news, I'm Danielle Miller. All right, such a beautiful story. I enjoyed that, Danny, and congrats to the Essence Band. And with that, we thank you for joining us for our news tonight on behalf of the entire team on Natalia Hall. We'll see you tomorrow night. And, of course, we want to send our heartfelt congratulations to all of last night's winners, including C.V. Bethel Senior High School, who you are now seeing as we leave you with these images from their winning performance. Have a great evening.